Hey guys, this is the Turtle War Podcast. My name is Jeff, and joining me as always is my friend and co-host Andy. What's up, people? And uh, each week we like to get together and discuss a new and thrilling topic. So let's get into it. Yeah, so um, we had a little hiatus from the Turtle War, but actually we kind of brought the Turtle War with us to the, on this uh, epic trip that we made, this road trip to Columbus, Ohio for PowerCon last weekend. So, yeah, I mean, we definitely brought the Turtle War with us, but really, in my opinion, we didn't really have to because really, uh, you know, PowerCon is basically a toy convention. It's basically a convention for um, mainly older, you know, 80s He-Man era Thundercats era toys. Uh, so pretty much it was almost felt like it was like a Turtle War convention. I mean, like, <laughs> we felt right at home. <laughs> like, uh, you know, some comic books, some, some, uh, and, and we'll, we'll, we're, we're going to do a full Turtle War, um, podcast about, about the power con. So I don't need to get into too much details. Andy and I just wanted to, uh, talk about it. Uh, once we get the rest of the crew that actually went with us, we'll hopefully in a day or two, we'll do a full on recording. But yeah, like I think on paper, it's like a nine to 10 hour drive, but, um, well, for us, it ended up being like, what, like a 13 hour drive or something. Yeah. We made a lot of stops. Yeah. Stuff. A lot we of stops. A lot of, uh, stretching our legs and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. uh, so, but still totally worth it in my opinion, because yes. like I said, it was nothing but, uh, well, like, so, not to get into too much details of, of what the whole thing is because we're going to have a whole other episode about it, but uh, what were what were some of your favorite things that you saw there at, at PowerCon, Andy? Oh, man. So, like, I love just old, you know, toys from kind of like when, when I was growing up. I've still got a bunch of them that my mom bought me at the time. There was a bunch there that I had that I just loved that we got rid of over the years, I guess, maybe just in moves and stuff like that. Dude, that's one of my favorite things, too, as well, in anything, like I can just look at like Google images and just look at old pictures of toys. I'm like, oh, but when you see it in person and even if you don't buy it and, you know, I did buy like probably way more, <laughs> like, way more on like old toys and stupid posters and stuff than I should have. But um, yeah, I love that too. Like when you see like, uh, you know, like the loan, the sheriff from Lone Star and you're like, oh, snap. I remember when we used to play with that sheriff. And if you're a, if you're a fan of the Tour War podcast, then you know that Andy is a fan of Mechanic. Um, yeah. And boy, we saw some dang Mechanics there. <laughs> I, I wanted to cosplay Mechanic. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we've done multiple episodes. Like, there was one yeah. episode where we just talked about cosplaying Mechanic for the whole episode. Yeah. Um, that's going to, I'm not sure if we've released that yet, but that's coming all the way. But um, yeah, so Mechanic from He Man, his neck extends. He has a mechanical mm-hmm. neck. <laughs> I think we've yeah, met, here we go. I think we are. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to become another Mechanic <laughs> podcast episode. Like we did like three Winnie the Pooh episodes. Now we're going to do three Mechanic episodes back to back. We can do a Winnie the Pooh Mechanic episode. Like what if Winnie the Pooh, like hit, what if he broke his neck and Tigger like taped his neck up <laughs> together and made him like Mechanic? <laughs> Mechanic. Like, then like, he could get to the honey. Like Mechanic is probably like more advanced scientifically and mechanically than anything that uh mankind actually has oh, right no, now right. and somehow like <laughs> fixing it <laughs> with tape <laughs> makes sense like where does tigger even get tape yeah that's true like, like they don't even have that much technology yeah. <laughs> how does he make a mechanic like nothing <laughs> just use sticks and leaves but so but just uh on that note um i think we found a mechanic, right? Yes. Like, we originally, there, was we, a, there was a bunch. So we found a mechanic, and he got a mechanic, so it was cool. Cause I think, so you officially have a mechanic. Yes, player, right? I have a mechanic action figure. So, and I think the lady, she was there, and she was like, oh, Sean, she's shown us, like, the, the variation. She's like, oh, did you know this one has it? And I thought it looked like the plastic was old. Like, you know, one of them looks like real, and the other one looks like he was just, like, off-colored from the sun or something. But she's like, oh, no, this is a variant. And I was like, we were like, okay, just <laughs> give us the classic. But the thing, so it was cool to see a Mechanic at all. And I was like, oh, man, that's awesome. Like, I would, like, if you ever saw this in a comic book store, you'd probably, like, freak out or something. But then, like, you know, one of the last days we're going through, and they a lot of the, the booths and stuff just have, uh, you know, buckets of, of you know, out-of-box toys and stuff. <laughs> one guy literally had, a, like, a Tupperware, uh, you know, like, cooler size, a pretty big, decent yeah. uh, Tupperware size, like literally almost filled with mechanics. Where, where did he get all those mechanics? <laughs> That's like, crazy. He, there's no, 
how do you collect that many mechanic action figures in one place? From they they left, they were last produced in like 1987 or yeah. something. How did that many of them? I mean, it's one thing if like you know there's a warehouse somewhere with uh, with still boxed mechanics that like you know were never shipped or whatever, never sold. Like I don't know how how the backs behind the scenes works on all that. So you know that that I wouldn't be too surprised by. But these are mechanics that some kids have opened and played with over the years. Right? How did he get that many of them? There was like 30 of them. And it wasn't like he had a Mechanex store. I mean, it was each. You know, yeah. <laughs> the Mechanex store. It's like, it's like in Times Square. But yeah, I'm just saying he had. It's like nothing but Mechanex. He had multiple buckets down there, and they were all, um, you know, the, this one was like Mechanex with a couple of like Fistos and stuff mixed in. But then there was another bucket that was like almost all uh, Prince Adams and different variations of Prince Adam and everything, you know. And then there was a whole Thundercats bucket. But that's, you know, I mean, there was other cool stuff that we did that we'll talk about in the next episode when we, when we do a PowerCon episode. But, I mean, for me, like, that's a dream for me. Like, I, yeah. I love going into, like, old crappy comic book stores that are just filled with junk and, like, just looking. And to yeah. to know to go to a place where you can, like, pull out a Tupperware bin and it's just filled with Mechanics, <laughs> like, or, or you know, variations of Orca or something. I mean, that is, like... I could literally, I could, I could still be there right now just because <laughs> right. I you know, just pull out each one and look at it. And like, I would, I don't know that my, I don't know how long it would take before my brain would ever be like, we need to do something else. Like, <laughs> like if they didn't close, I would, I would be like, I'm just going to keep looking at these, you know, old He-Man toys. It was amazing. Uh, overall awesome experience. The, the road trip was, was awesome. Like West Virginia was rough, but you know, looking back, it, it was still like, it, I would do it again. I'd do it again in a heartbeat. Oh yeah, no doubt. And oh my gosh, guys. Uh, if you have ever driven through, I don't want to change too far from PowerCon because, but again, we'll do a PowerCon episode, but I just want to talk about driving through West Virginia for a moment. Um, and this is nothing against West Virginia. I actually have a lot of respect for West Virginia. My dad came from West, was born in West Virginia. A lot of my family lives there. Uh, my, uh, good friend that I work with, he was raised in West Virginia and everything. And I've had a lot of good experiences in there. Um, I know that West Virginia gets a bad rap and, you know, people make fun of them for being like hillbillies and stuff, which we did a lot of that too on the way up there. <laughs> but this is not a West Virginia bashing um, conversation I'm starting here because, you know, again, I've, I've got a lot of family and a lot of fond memories of West Virginia. But dude, driving to West Virginia, what is it called? Switchbacks? Yeah, the switchbacks where they, you go, you're going up the side of the mountain and you literally almost have to make a 180 degree turn to like, continue going up the mountain. I don't care... If you love or hate West Virginia or whatever, if you're freaking driving on those switchbacks, bro, you're going to hate West Virginia. Yeah, that <laughs> is like, rough no matter where in the world you are. So this was my second experience driving on those. I was um, I was with my uh, stepdad and a couple of other guys. Uh, we went um, ATV riding um, a couple years ago, and we drove up there. Uh, Don did all the driving and everything. He has really big F-150, you know, really big truck with, like, this huge trailer. We took like four ATVs and then this like really big um, Polaris golf cart thing. It was basically like a little mini tank that can like literally just like drive up the side of anything. And so it's a huge trailer that we're pulling, right? So, and if I'm a passenger in a car, like literally like it's like within seconds, I fall asleep. Uh, so I don't remember how bad it was driving up there, you know, because every now and then Don would be talking and I always try to play it off like, oh yeah, no, it's like, I was like, I'm <laughs> part of the conversation, you know, like, yeah. like when you're a kid or still, even when you're adult, like you try to, uh, you know, like, I want to sleep. No, no. <laughs> so, you say I um, <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, uh, so, uh, the, so Don ended up having an accident, fall out, you know, drove off the side of a mountain is really bad. And, um, he barely made it out of West Virginia, but he, uh, ended up staying in the hospital there and I ended up having to take the truck back by myself and never having driven in West Virginia. So that was my first experience with a switchback. And basically a switchback is like, instead of driving, like you've got this huge mountain, you've got to get around or across or around or whatever. So you can't go over it cause it's too steep. You can't go around it because it just doesn't work like that. So the way back in the old days, and I think the roads just carried over, and not not just in the old days, I think they still do it today. But um, you know, a way to get around it is it's basically like you're making a staircase to get up and then back down this mountain. But um, you know, since you're driving a car, the only way a staircase would work is like Andy said, you drive, you know, one way, and you're driving slightly up, slightly up, slightly up. You get to the end of it, and it's literally like, a, what would that be? A hundred, a one eighty? Almost uh, a one eighty. Like one eighty is literally turning around, going yeah, the other way. But like, it's close to a one eighty. You literally, yeah. And it's and it's not like it's this big, widely serious turn. I mean, it's like <laughs> a tight 
turns so like you drive all the way and you're like oh my gosh this is like why we're just going into the woods and then all of a sudden you get to the end and you're like oh you, you're basically doing a u-turn yeah and then you're driving back up the same way just always going a little bit up and that's how you travel through these mountains and it's a little bit shorter each time you just go like a little bit up a little bit up a little bit up a little bit eventually you're you just at a straight away and then you start going back down a little bit down, 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 down. <laughs> and yeah it's like a, it's like the world's most annoying staircase for cars and like so my first experience was driving don's big truck which you know i had a pickup truck but it was like a car compared to this thing mm-hmm. and it's like a monster truck basically as far as i was concerned i'd never mm-hmm. driven it before and i'm pulling this this uh trailer which was as long as like two and a half maybe even three of the truck lengths because it was filled with all the stuff yeah and no one had told me about switchbacks you know i'm just like driving <laughs> and i'm like do do driving i'm like oh and all of a sudden it's like i'm like what the hell oh my god this oh, is like yeah. a u-turn i'm like holy shit shoot 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 and so and i was like oh my gosh that was terrible i hope i never have to do that again yeah like 400 times later <laughs> i was like oh, i hate west virginia <laughs> but i don't really and that's not like yeah. a specific to west virginia that's that's a pretty common way of traveling mountains and everything and, and, and there were but, like semi trucks navigating that dude know? like it, like it was nothing like they're yeah. just driving like, like, yeah, like we were like they, they would be behind us like one of these people like we're in a little you know like a four-door sedan or whatever yeah and there's these 18 wheelers behind us like one of these people i mean almost like tailgating us because we're driving too slow for them yeah and we're just in we, we had a little rental car and like i guess in their mind we should have just been like you know t- <laughs> in my head i was starting to do the uh the night rider thing which i can't really do with my mouth <laughs> but that's so it should have been the night rider theme of us driving like you know did it did it or like the batman theme or is in the yeah exactly yeah. so uh i think when we first hit the switchbacks i think i was driving and did a pretty good portion of it and then uh we stopped to get gas or whatever and then he took over and uh i sat in the back seat and i don't know how much of it you actually drove because again, like I've been sitting in the back seat. So like, it was like <laughs> three minutes out. and I'm just like out. Yeah. You, dr- you drove more of it than I did for sure. Dude. That's crazy. So, um, if you ever travel to West Virginia, beautiful state, really nice people, be prepared to hate the drive yeah. at least for part of it. All right. It's rough. And also what is, um, the Capitol building in West Virginia mm-hmm. is, it's weird because West Virginia is like an older, um, you know, it's an older state and so the cities feel older. It feels like it's not quite a city, like big skyscrapers or anything, right. but it's definitely not just a town or, you know, cause there's definitely buildings and stuff and everything. So it's kind of just, you know, it just feels like an old, an old school town. And but then you, the city hall or a state capital or whatever it is, yeah. is like the, to me, it looks like some sort of something from the Taj Mahal or something. Cause it's just this building with like this really fancy, like solid gold dome on it. And I think that it's actually gold. It's not just painted. It could be. Yeah. Like, I mean, thin, that's what like I've heard. that little thin gold, like yeah. th- gold plated and what, whatever, some, some kind of, yeah. I mean, I've never, I've never like read the official plaque or like ran any tests on it or anything. So don't quote me on that, mm-hmm. but it's my understanding that it's actually gold and it just majorly it's, stands it, out. Yeah. It seems extremely out of place when you're driving by, like and it, you come up, it, I guess it's in Charleston, which is, I guess is the capital. Like you're kind of so, yeah. coming up over a little hill with all these little, you know, buildings, older buildings. And then you just pull up on this, this ginormous thing. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Like I can't think of any other single structure I've seen anywhere that seems as out of place as the West Virginia Capitol building. Yeah. Kind of, um, it reminded me of like, if you look, see these like pictures or illustrations of like these old medieval towns where like everyone lives in like a little one room thing. And then there's this cathedral in the middle that's like, you know, it's still impressive to this day. Yes. So, um, so obviously that we're going to do a PowerCon episode, but there was something that like a couple things that we wanted to discuss that we discussed at PowerCon that we were like, man, like this could really just make an episode in itself. Uh, for example, for a long time, I've been thinking about it, doing an episode on time travel but there's, it's kind of like hard to like, where do you start on that? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, cause literally with time travel, like you're not even at a certain starting point cause you can jump ahead or behind or whatever. And it's kind of the same way trying to get into a discussion on time travel. It's like, there's so much, you know, like we're kind of traveling through time right now. Like well, that's the good thing about time travel. And it's one of my, I'm sure you've seen him, uh, but one of my favorite memes is guys stand there holding a sign that says, uh, what do we want time travel? When do we want it? It's irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Like It, it kind of does work that way. So, but they, we had a conversation at PowerCon. Actually, we were at um, this uh, chicken. What What is the place where you eat chicken at PowerCon? Oh, <laughs> 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 it was Cane's. So it's Raising Cane's, Cane's yeah. which is not the place that you eat chicken at PowerCon. <laughs> we I mean, were, I guess the fact we that we did chi- we were, <laughs> means that it is. We were eating chicken there. But, um, 
Yeah, please don't go to the uh, to the Ohio, uh, or, or Columbus, Ohio. Right. Uh, what is that place where we're at? What is uh, the t- Raising Convention Canyon? Center? Oh, the Convention yeah, Center. Yeah, please don't go to the Convention Center thinking that they're like hosted by Raising Canyon or something. We, it was no. like a two mile drive yeah. to get there. <laughs> it was not like right at. But right at um, one of the guy uh, Otto went with us, and he the, they used to have a Canes here in our city, and it recently closed down and is being replaced by a Chick Fil A, which is also really good, but. Uh, so he's been saying forever, like, uh, really when he, I, I want to try canes, I want to try canes. And they looked it up and he was like, there's a canes near here. We're eating canes one day. So one day we did, we went over to canes and, um, that's what started the time travel conversation. <laughs> Cause we were talking about raising canes, uh, how they don't really like, well, I don't remember why <laughs> we were talking, we were at raising canes eating chicken. And then we started talking about Colonel Sanders mm-hmm. And the thing with Colonel Sanders is, okay, like his chicken has 11, has a blend, like a special blend of 11 herbs and spices. It's actually a secret blend. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, okay, like how did he come up with that secret blend? Like it's like 11, that's a lot of herbs and spices. Like it, he could have spent like his entire life trying to come up with just the right perfect 11 herbs and spices and like never did it by trial and error. You know, like that's just something that's un, un, unfathomable. So I'm like, okay, like he probably was like, okay, my goal in life, this is Colonel Sanders talking right now. He's like, my goal in life is to create a perfect blend of spices for this chicken. So obviously, eventually it's going to happen because I'm just never going to stop until it happens. So if I travel forward in time with this, <laughs> I don't remember how he got a time machine. Well, no, that was, th- that was so, uh, it was somehow easier <laughs> to, get time, to, to make a time machine. Yeah, so he basically to, was trying to figure out uh, a way to make a time loop so that he could basically beat the system without ever actually doing what he needed to do so instead of trying to make this amazing chicken that you know with 11 secret herbs and spices it was easier for him to make a time machine so we came to the conclusion that it's easier to build a time machine than to actually invent uh (laughs) kentucky's fried chicken (laughs) because the spices are so good (laughs) yeah so we'll go go with that he goes into the future right to so he decided that he was going to go in the future, find his future self, and ask them what the special recipe was for the chicken, the, but, the eleven herbs and spices. So would would it be like the Bill and Ted thing, where like when they had that fight, where you know they're like, "Oh, well then we'll just go and we'll leave a gun for ourselves, and then we'll somehow leave this cage in the sky in the, yeah. <laughs> the rafters." That was it, like that, or was it like? Does he ever actually know what the eleven herbs and spices are? Well, he would know. Like he would. Okay, his future self would tell him. He'd be like, "Okay, you clearly are me from the past. Uh, here's the recipe." So he, so he would have all the herbs and spices written down in that recipe. So, but he, so basically, as a young Southern gentleman, he really, mm-hmm. really wants to create this so much so that he, he's like, "I want to create this so bad. I can't create it, but I know that I will create it. So I'll go in the future and get it from myself because yes. I did create it." Yes. Even though he never actually creates it. He never actually creates it. So then he gets the recipe and he says, all right, now I'm going to go back and make, and then like he uses knowledge that he willed into existence mm-hmm. and then came back in time and made the stuff. So right. See, I guess he would uh, at some point have to know what the ingredients are, but, uh, but he never, he never actually made it. No, he the, never the, actually came the, up with the, it. So the he, light bulb going off and being like, oh, these are the magic ingredients. Not the magic, but these are the special ingredients. This is the perfect one. That, like, like a eureka moment so that's how he never happens. System. That's how yeah, he... Yeah, that moment never happens. He beats the yeah. system by going forward in time to after he created it and then taking it back in time with him. But the thing is, like, okay, so, so this is what I don't get about time travel. If he goes forward... <laughs> if he goes forward in time uh-huh. to... He he might not have the secret ingredients. He might go forward in time until when he's eighty years old, and be like, "Okay, Colonel Sanders, this is on the past you. What are the eleven special ingredients to my chicken?" And he might say, "I don't know. I never invented it." Like, how would he get to a future where he invented it? Like, how would he be sure that that's going to happen? Like, you know, well, that's just how much he wanted to invent it. Like, so just the determination alone, he doesn't even need to invent it. Okay. So, okay. I got, I got it. It's a little bit like quantum mechanics or something like, like he wanted, like it was, he wanted it so much that it was like a solid, like it was like a factual thing that he would create it. Right. Like if you asked him, like if you asked him the question you're asking right now, he would just like it. It wouldn't even make sense. Yeah. He would just so like, we're, we're dealing with probability, basically. Yeah. He was so, so like if you go forward in time, 
there's a probability you can, anything could happen. Anything can happen like in that gap. Like if I go forward in time, 50 years, any crazy thing can happen in that gap. It's all probability. It's like, this is like, you know, this, the probability of this happening is this likely the probability of this happening is this likely. So it's like you're rolling a billion dice and then that's what, whatever comes up is what happens in that 50 years is like, you know, cause it, cause that, Time hasn't actually taken place. You're, but, you're jumping. You're skipping that time. Well, that's true for most people, so, but there are people. <laughs> there are people in the world that are so uh, determined, and that when they when they think of something or want something, or then it becomes like a fact. So, like yeah, you know, for exactly. me and you, we roll the dice, and it's like a billion one chance that like maybe we would actually invent it. But for him, it was like. You roll the dice and it's just like a flat coin that has the same answer on both sides. Yeah, well, basically, or the probability is so high. Yeah. Like, even if he's, like, let's say that there's just no way that his brain, uh, he, there's no way he's so smart and so good with chicken that he can actually create the, the magic blend. Or there's or the chances are very small. Like, it's unlikely to ever happen. But he's so determined, like, just the sheer determination, the sheer willingness to spend all this time and effort to make these service prices obviously will increase the probability that it'll, that, that it will have happened when he goes forward in time. Right. Because again, we're just going back to it's all probability. So even if he never does it, like, even if it's not, you know, if that Eureka moment isn't, isn't bound to happen, just like, obviously if he's just nonchalant about it and like, maybe I might want to make these herbs and spices, then the probability of it ever happening is pretty low, but he's just so determined that that just overcomes the, the, the obstacle, the wall of their just... Well, and then you get into the whole, the, the time loop, and that's what, what, you know, that's when time travel really starts to make your head hurt and everything, because him traveling into the future to get that plays in, you know, because time is a continuous loop, and it mm-hmm. just constantly repeats itself, so uh, that he was so determined to get it, knowing that he would have it in the future, even mm-hmm. though he never created it, um, but traveling in the future to get it was part of what made him, you know, like it, that was all, I don't know, yeah. predetermined is the right word or whatever, but. Um, yeah. So, I mean, but that just brings us to another part of this. So obviously like if we just think about like the, his one timeline, like his own timeline, like we're talking about like the timeline of the Colonel Sanders who travels forward in time. If we're just talking about his timeline, then when he time travels, when he hits that button and time travels, then it's just a roll of the dice for 50 years in the future. Like what the, pro- what's going to happen. But then from the other Colonel Sanders perspective in the future, now this is where like different timelines come into play because he's living on a different timeline where he's experienced those past 50 years would he even remember having traveled through time? Like, would he be like, oh yeah, I remember when I traveled to this time that I'm I at think now. So, because I think, because otherwise you're assuming that there is a timeline where he actually does go through. That's right. It, even he though would, he doesn't, he would have to have like the, the, yeah. Like when he's like 85 sitting there in his rocking chair and his huge mansion made of chicken or whatever. And he's mm-hmm. like, and then all of a sudden he, you know, like there's like a flash of light from the other room and he's, you know, comes in and he's like, I knew this day was coming. Because <laughs> I remember. <laughs> but yeah. He was like, well, look at that. It's me as an old man. I look pretty much exactly the same. <laughs> he looked like an old man even when he was a kid. <laughs> he was like just born with the, like, the white suit and the little black, yeah. the little black tie. He was like, I guess you came looking for this. And like gives him the, the, you know, the book, the notebook with the secret recipe. and. Right. Uh, yeah, so that's how that's how he beat the system, become one so of the world's most powerful chicken men. So it's really just a loop. Like this can be like instead of a multiverse. So it's kind. Of, it's a pretty stable. It's a pretty stable system we've got here. You know, like people talk about when they talk about time travel, they're talking about oh my gosh, like the butterfly effect. All these different things could happen. You're just unlocking this can of worms and like a multiverse and a Pandora's box. Or, but it's but really what we're talking about here is just a, a very like stable, self-contained loop where Colonel Sanders invents a time machine. Travels fifty years forward, gets the secret recipe from himself, who had done the same thing in his lifetime. Well, so his real thing—I uh, mean, obviously, creating a time machine is nothing to sneeze at. But, but his real thing is not uh, his ability to cook chicken or whatever. It's his unique determination. Because anyone else, <laughs> <laughs> anyone else Colonel in that Sanders is just that determined. <laughs> Because that's how he can definitively know that's what's going to happen. Like if right. if if you tried that same that's thing, if you were like, if you were like, oh man, I want to, you know, invent a new kind of car or a new whatever, and uh-huh. then you're like, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, and then however you either you invent it in your time machine, somebody get your hands on a time machine, you know, like 
regular people like me and you, there's no way to know that if, and if I go in the future, <laughs> then I'll just get the res the, the designs for this right. new car from myself. So I would get bored pretty quick. Because who knows if you ever would have, but for him. I mean, this one time I tried to build a bat house and I gave up after like three yeah. days. Like I started, like I, had, I built the sides, like I nailed the sides to it. And also one time I tried to make a robot like out of um, cardboard. Like I he had a card. That <laughs> it was just basically wood and cardboard and like some bolts and stuff. But I, I kind of gave up on that. You know, so yeah, I couldn't, I can't see myself having that same kind of level of determination like Colonel Sanders. Yes. Yeah, to the point that you can say like, all right, like I'm never actually going to be able to invent a robot, but I know that I'm going to freaking invent it. So I'll just go get it from my future self because yeah. I've already done it. Like, <laughs> We're just making the time machine seem like the easy part here. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's kind of like um oh my gosh have you ever read the book the spoiler or <laughs> the keepers no the spoilers. <laughs> Something like awesome i was about book. to say it's a book of spoilers like for was, every ending. in my head i was already saying spoilers if you haven't read oh, keepers oh. oh i see so that's how that's how we got here uh so i was reading that with my son and um it's like it's a young adult uh fiction thing but it's actually like a really good storyline anyways there's people who and they all they each are like that um, they're destined to guard these specific things. And this one kid has this little um, box that uh, he uh, through the first book is mainly him trial and error, figuring out what it actually is. But he, it's this box that he looks through and he can like put something in it and then like closes it. Like, let's say it's a small box. So let's say he puts like a quarter in it and then he closes it and then he opens it and it's gone. And exactly 24 hours, that quarter will appear wherever he put it in the box. Right. So it's, it's a time traveling box sort of. And then he figures out that he can look through the glass of the box and, um, it allows him to see 24 hours in the future. Uh -huh. So, and you know, they do all these tests like writing on the wall and then covering it up and, um, it's pretty cool. But, and then so, so like he looks through it and people always look blurry and there's this one guy, um, this really like pretty freaking creepy character is mm -hmm. a really tall guy with like, you know, like his fingers are like three feet long and he's just like crazy <laughs> okay. tall okay. and like people can't see him. But anyways, so, um, that guy always looks insanely blurry when he looks through it. And then later on, someone explains to him that, and like, then like, let's say he's like about, this guy's about to come up and like punch you or something. Like the whole time he's like coming up behind you and it's like, just like, like watching him. He's moving like a hummingbird, like millions of things. And then like the closer mm -hmm. he gets to you before he punches you in the face, then as you, if you're looking at him through the box, then it's like slower and slower. And then, um, you know, until he's actually does it. And then you see him like you normally would and he punches you. And that's mm -hmm. because, um, the whole time the box doesn't know what he's going to do. It's he's looks blurry because it's playing out every possibility that he could do in that exact second. So like every, the whole time he's moving, he's like, cause it's showing you like thousands and thousands of things. Like this is what he could do. And then, you know, he might move his string like this, like this, like this, like this. And just showing you all that at once that he's just like a giant blur. And the closer he gets to where he finally does it, then and it, it, it condenses, it condenses, condenses until it's like, until he, he gets to the point where he does what he actually was going to do. And actually does do, and then it's like a solid thing, and he does it. But um, point of my story is, if uh, if you looked at Colonel Sanders in that box, he would mm -hmm. be solid the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> he only has he has one path, <laughs> and, that, and that's the eleven herbs and spices. That's right. <laughs> it's like there's no veering from that path. Yeah. No. So that's so that's how the trick worked. Because, you know, yeah. he could have just traveled forward in time and been like, oh, I'm sorry, I never invented it. Like, but he invented it because that was his destiny. So, like, the whole time we talk about, like, I don't know if, <laughs> the whole time we talk about Colonel Sanders, I always imagine, like, let's say, like, it's like some sort of, like, a behind-the-scenes documentary or something. And, like, he'd be then, like, in a, like, when we're describing all that, and then it always, like, cuts to Colonel Sanders with his, like, Southern gentleman's voice. And he's always like, and that's how I beat the system. <laughs> <laughs> as it cuts to commercial or something so well i mean it's, it's it does seem like you beat the system but okay this is something i was thinking about as well like it you know i was talking about how it's like a pretty self-contained loop where he just he goes forward in time to his future self who invented the chicken recipe he gets the chicken recipe he brings it back in time but when he brings it back in time isn't there another him then like when he travels back how does he know he's on the same timeline? Like, how does he know he's traveling back to his own timeline and not traveling back to a different timeline with a different past self in that timeline? So now there's two Colonel Sanderses. Well, I would assume that the, <laughs> I would assume the time machine has some sort of a setup dial thing. <laughs> he, he predict he, he like um, he accounted for that possibility. Well, he just was like he was just sure to come back oh. to the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but how would he? How would he come back to the same timeline? Um, Okay, so so he's 
<laughs> so, so he's in this future time uh-huh. where his past self is the same self that that got him to this future time. Like he uh, he can remember like the the Colonel Sanders that he came up to. Um, when he came to the old Colonel Sanders, that old Colonel Sanders uh-huh. can remember getting in a time machine yeah. and coming there and and traveling to his fu- to his future self, but now he's the future self. Probably, what what would have had to happen is that it, maybe it wasn't necessarily like a time like a machine you would get into or something. Maybe mm-hmm. it was something that is like on you or that you would keep with you like a time watch or a time belt or something travels into the future. And then at a predetermined time that you have to set before you leave, uh-huh. then it's like, okay, your trip is over or, you know, whatever the, however it bends time or reality to get you up there. Then it's like, you know, oh, I see. So it, 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 it like it pulls just, you back to it. You go back to, to the to, origin. Yeah. To, to the point of origin. And maybe the, maybe in somehow of, of the space and time bend or something, maybe you actually never left the origin. Or you know what I mean? Right. But like so, may, I mean so that would just, explain how you come back to the same. Yeah. Point. So you just kind of condense into that same point. Yeah. Um, like it kind of splits. You know, like when you. Okay, so so that's another possibility is that you would just have to time it later, like because once you get in that time machine, you're gone. There's no you in that timeline. So if, if you go back to that same timeline, but you go like slightly more in the future then you're just coming like, then there's a, just a little gap where there's no you and then mm-hmm. you're back. So that's, so it's okay. You're not creating like a doppelganger or anything, but you just have to make sure you're going back to that same timeline where you're gone because you traveled through time and not, and not going back to a different timeline. But really, I mean, okay. So I guess there's no, it's really no, there's no paradox or anything because really th- this, this loop just involves, you know, there would be no scenario where he didn't invent the time machine because, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so the, we're, we're still talking about a self-contained thing where he invents the time machine. He goes, he travels through time, which means he's not there anymore because he traveled through time. He gets the recipe from his future self. He travels back to where there is no him and now there's a him again. Yeah. And then... Like all he wanted, like he invented the time machine. He was like, "That was cool." And then he, <laughs> and then he, he got the eleven herbs and spices, which is what he really wanted. Mm. So then he destroys the time machine. Right. So that's and the only time. He, in, yeah. In, somehow he does it in travels. a way because I know we've discussed in the past, and you know, and you've always uh, told me like time travel can't be real because if it was real, if people in the future can time travel, then they would like if they, if it could happen, it would happen like. Like they'd just be like right. we, did, we would, would know because people could travel back to now and it would just they, like anyone who could there would be no reason like if like if if anyone was ever going to time travel to right here they would be here right now mm-hmm. and there was just the whole world would just be overflowed with people that were constantly time traveling because but um somehow he destroys it in a way that like he invented it mm-hmm. he used it and he destroyed it no one's ever going to invent one again. Yeah. So there's ba- it's, it's like his 11 herbs and spices. <laughs> it's like so unique in the universe. There's, no, there's nowhere in the universe where there's a chicken that has the same 11 herbs and spices. And there's also no other time machine. Yeah. So he basically invented two awesome things. Yeah. And we never will. Well, I was going to say, and we never will never get to experience them. But like I had, you can have Kentucky fried chicken whenever. Yeah. It's like the it's pretty, two awesome things he invents. Common. He's like, ladies and gentlemen, I've brought the world two amazing <laughs> like, things. Wait, he could have just said, I invented the time machine. Yeah. Like, I, sh- I want to share this technology with the world to be used for good. But he's, no, he was like, yeah, he's like, I've, these- I've made two amazing things. This thing that allows you to, have, to travel through time and then this amazing chicken. And he's like, um, he's like, one of them I destroyed. And everyone's like, oh, please save the chicken. And he's like, and the other one pulls out like a plate of chicken. He's like, put your, enjoy, <laughs> wrap your lips around that. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's like, "Well, this chicken's pretty bad." And he's like, "All right, I need to do that again. I need to time travel." Again. <laughs> he's like, "I gotta reinvent it." And everyone's like, "Oh, USOB, like we could have time travel. What's wrong with you?" And they taste it, and they're like, "Oh no, <laughs> this is pretty good chicken." Can we? I want to time travel back to when I first experienced Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah, I wish you had let uh, had like, not destroyed the time machine. Like, can you let me borrow your time machine so that I can keep eating it for the first time? Like, you could just ever, you could just forever eat Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah, for the first <laughs> well, time he's like, yeah. No, because well, then you would. It'd still be you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's ridiculous. You can never experience Kentucky Fried Chicken for the first time again because if you go back, well, 
No, I guess you can't. Like, because if you go back in time, like you said, then then it's like the second time you've had the Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah, because it's you'd have to. How would that work though? How can, <laughs> <laughs> there's got to be a way that Colonel Sanders can make it so you experience Kentucky Fried Chicken for the first time twice. Well, uh, I don't know. He can, but like with like deals with the devil no or problem, something. Yeah. So that would be a d- totally different technology than where you like wipe your mind, like you you erase the memory of eating Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah, he just, I don't know, maybe he's got, like, so much chicken power stuff that, like, the devil owes him a favor, and he's, like... um, Or when uh, when he invented the time machine, he could have, instead of of only traveling forward to his future self to get the recipe, he could have traveled further in the future when they invent technology that will erase part of your memory and gotten the blueprints for that and taken that back with him also. Yeah, but his memories are too important (laughs) to him. He wouldn't... Maybe... just Maybe to erase other went, people's memory of eating his chicken. Yeah. Yeah, he could do that. <laughs> but for himself, <laughs> like for, because he wants to taste it again for the first time. Okay. And then so maybe he, I don't know, I was going to say he goes to all the different, um, like all the infinite realities and like kills himself and all of them, but that wouldn't let him taste it. <laughs> <laughs> God, is that allow him to taste, taste he, the Kentucky Fried Chicken? Yeah, he finds once. that out later. <laughs> <laughs> like after he wiped out his, all his alternate selves, yeah. like Kang or something? Yeah, he's like, he thought that... uh that he would be like uh, gently in that movie. That was it the one? Oh yeah, yeah, the yeah. one. He's like, man, I'll be the most powerful Colonel Sanders, and then he's like, <laughs> but he's like, still can't retaste it for the first time. <laughs> so he's like, what was the point of all that? Yeah, but he would get like super powerful because I mean, if he's doing it like in that movie, well, yeah, one, like he gains the power of all the yeah, ones every that he time kills. He, yeah, yeah. So, so I'm thinking, okay, like. I mean, if he, if he does all this, you know, and and he keeps the time machine, mm-hmm. he's um he's basically like, and he's the only being in the earth that has the time machine. Uh, he's he's almost like omnipotent, like like so. There's various works of fiction where you've got this one character, like I mentioned, Kang. He's probably the the best known, who kind of like rules all of time and space. Like not just they, they don't they're not just the ruler of all they can see in the whole earth and like the whole galaxy and stuff like that. Like they rule every dimension and every like time, mm-hmm. everything in time and space. So if that was Colonel Sanders, I was trying to picture like what kind of world or what kind of multiverse that would be. I mean, I think it'd be pretty cool because uh, he, it seems like he legit wants people to enjoy life. Like that's why he would, his goal would be to make like the best tasting chicken. Like, I don't think he just did it for his own personal reasons. Like I think he did it so other people could like try this delicious chicken. Or do you yeah, think he well, was, no, like, I think, alter, alter, no, I mean, I think like, he definitely wants people to enjoy chicken, but I just, I'm sitting here. That's why I was like sort of paused for a second. So I'm trying to imagine, does he, is he trying to have people enjoy their life or whatever? Cause I don't know. Like I always think like, you know, he's like a Southern gentleman and he talks like a Southern gentleman and everything. And, like for me, Southern gentlemen are like potentially like some of the scariest characters that you could have like in a story or something, you know, like, yeah, yeah, they like a be. lot of times they either come across as just like a, you know, a really jerky racist guy or, you know, and a lot of times if you use, um, uh, country accents or Southern accents incorrectly, then the people might end up not looking intelligent or something. But man, if you get a Southern guy who has like, you know, a slow Southern jaw mm-hmm. and he's got control of the situation and he's like, you know, like I'm just thinking, like in terms of like the villain of a movie or something. Yeah. And like he comes in, he's like got the I control you were situation. About yeah, I'm like, well, I am. <laughs> okay. The but you know a character like that in a movie to me is like potentially like horrifying, you know, because yeah. like there's just I don't know they just like a guy who has that sort of uh, demeanor as is but is like you know crazy intelligent and like just. Like, I don't know. This is like some of the scariest potential people. And so like when I think of him, like, I don't, and you said like, I think he wants people to be happy. Like I'm like imagining like all the, like you're not, you don't imagine Colonel Sanders as someone who wants people to be happy. Yeah. I think he's just like, he wants power. He he wants- <laughs> we're, we're talking about like the historic Colonel Sanders. Like this is the guy that wanted power. Yeah. <laughs> he was just all about like he was he was like um what do they call it like a not a kleptomaniac but a megalomaniac yeah basically yeah uh, I don't and know. he wants chicken <laughs> he wants power and chicken <laughs> he wants power through chicken <laughs> <laughs> so 
So the ticket was just a means to an end all along. <laughs> yeah. But he never achieved the goal because he, like, I mean, he was obviously a very wealthy man when he died, but, like, he wasn't, like, the, ru- the ruler know, of anything know. other than... <laughs> that we know of. <laughs> so he secretly was, like, behind the scenes. Like, yeah, like... He, like, he ran the Illuminati. I was stuff. about to say, everyone talks about the Illuminati. He is the Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> like, he literally was. It's not, like, multiple people. Like, he was the single... Uh, he was, like... I mean, mis- I'm sure mis- that there was, like... You know, henchmen. Like, yeah, like henchmen and like, you know, vice vice presidents and like people. <laughs> vice president <laughs> but, of the Illuminati. It's like the president is Colonel Sanders. <laughs> well, yeah, because like you have like the, you know, the eight guys around the table that you never actually see their face or whatever. And they're always in the mm-hmm. shadows and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> they're all Colonel Sanders is from other multiverses. And then, yeah, then like, you know, and you're like, those are the guys like that. <laughs> like you as someone like looking through a so the, screen door or something. The Illuminati is like, he just went to other, like he kept traveling through time and like got other Colonel Sanders is like, come on, you're going to join my, my club. The, we call ourselves the Illuminati. So all the Illuminati is versions of Colonel Sanders. Yeah. But even, um, even other versions of him, he's still like, he's like, he's like the Colonel Sanders or Colonel Sanders. Is. Uh-huh. He's the ultimate Colonel yeah. Sanders. So like he wiped out, out the ones he couldn't trust. So these are all like super trustworthy, like yeah. minions of him, basically. Yeah. So he found out one. that like the Illuminati really does exist, really does run the world, and is mm-hmm. actually a bunch of Colonel Sanderses. And you're like, this is insane. And then you know, so you're like going fighting them, trying to kill them all. And then you find right. out that like they're like, oh, I'm not even the worst Colonel Sanders there is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you haven't even uh, seen the boss, boss. <laughs> you're like, what do you mean the boss, boss? He's like, well, the Colonel Sanders or Colonel Sanderses. <laughs> what? <laughs> I guess he's like, did you kill him? Is he dying when he's in this? He's got like a knife in his side. <laughs> that yeah. was a bit Colonel Sanders. It's like still all like talking like gentlemanly <laughs> voice. He's not like, oh my god, nice. No. Like, Son of a bitch. You still haven't met the best of the Colonel Sanderses of all. <laughs> I'm going to him right now as I close my eyes. <laughs> I, I, I expect I'll be brought back. <laughs> you haven't seen the last. Like, of my gentlemanly self. Got <laughs> <laughs> <I'm laughs> my finger licking. That's like his last. <laughs> this is the last thing he says before. <laughs> 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 So he, says, he says, you haven't seen the last of my finger licking, and then he dies, and you're like, finger licking what? <laughs> <laughs> I assume he meant chicken. I hope he meant chicken. <laughs> Why would you say, as you're dying, why would you say you've never seen, you haven't seen the last of my finger licking chicken? <laughs> like, what does that even mean? That's your death rattle. That's his death rattle. <laughs> he was already gone by the time he, <laughs> he was like, finger licking <laughs> <laughs> or you're like 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 in my head this is like the end of like a really big battle that you've been right, having with all right, the yeah. Colonel Sanders's. Yeah. And then you're like you see so you're finally like you're standing there and he's like laying there with like knives in him, you know, all bloody and everything. <laughs> and you're like, That's it, Colonel Sanders. I finally beat you. And he's like, you, you, you tried to kill me and the entire human race, but you failed. And he's like, oh, son. And when you see what's coming, you'll wish I hadn't. Because <laughs> he's talking about the actual Colonel Sanders. Oh, yeah. You think you're proud, you're proud of what you did, aren't you, boy? <laughs> I wouldn't be out of be wishing I hadn't. Because now you get to meet the real me. The real me? You're like, what are you gonna like open up your feelings or something? He's like, No, you damn boy. I mean the actual Colonel Sanders, the one who started it all. <laughs> the big boss of big bosses. <laughs> the real deal. So then he comes like out of the skies. It's like floating on chicken. Like basically like you know how Iceman has like ice that like he, he forms it into like a path where he can kind of semi fly. Chicken. It's like that with chicken. Oh crap. <laughs> It's just like nothing but like eight piece meals. <laughs> like it's like what is it? What happens after he's like after he just leaves, like flies off into the distance on the chicken? Like the chicken is left behind. Obviously, animals would eat some of it, but there's yeah. like way more chicken than like all the animals within like a ten mile radius could possibly. There's people eat. stuff. Like if you ask him that, if you're like, oh, Sanders, you're wasting so much chicken. Why do you leave it there? He's like, Wow, that chicken's so good. I've never really had a problem. So people see KFC laying it's on the just ground. It's all gone. It's like down to the bone. <laughs> yeah, it's just a bunch of like. 
tubby people who just followed her. He goes, yum, 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 yum. <laughs> so they're like, I don't get that. I was like, okay, what is his real, what is his real goal? <laughs> like, okay, he controls the world. Yeah. He can make unlimited chicken. Yeah. Like, but what, what does he do? Like, does he, does he like, does he make life miserable for everyone? Does he let them go about their normal lives? Like, does he just sit on like, well, I mean, cause that's happening right now. So whatever. Uh, so we're, we live like, in his world. Like, yeah, so he's like, alive right now, like in the real, real world. Yeah. Like everything, <laughs> everything is, um, you know, if, when you look out at how everything's working, good or bad, mm-hmm. it's all by the whims of Colonel Sanders. <laughs> so it's like, this is the world that he wants us to be in. Yeah. Like right now it's just his, this is his utopia. Yeah. Cause he doesn't care about crime and like, you know, like if like, like he could stop anything. Like he could stop like a kitten from getting hit, like getting hit by a car or something. Yeah, but everything is exactly the way he wants. It. So this is just the world. This is the yeah. world he's always dreamed of. Yeah. So it's not really much different. I mean, because I assume that the world he grew up in is very similar, other than the fact that it didn't have his fried chicken. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so basically, he just like. So he's like a megalomaniac. He wants mm-hmm. to control the world, mm-hmm. but he doesn't want to really change the world. I mean, obviously the world has changed some. We've invented a lot of new technologies since his day. Like, did he decide on that? He was like, you know what? We really need well, that's the thing, is chicken that, yeah. and iPhones. Yeah, like all like all new technology, everything, uh, all the advancements, good and bad, mm-hmm. um, they all came from him. It's, it's basically like a, it's the, the whole world is his giant sandbox, and he just like is creating it. In there. Right. Yeah. And so he didn't want to, so the reason he supposedly passed away years mm. ago was... Oh, did he? <laughs> he didn't think we were ready for the truth. Yeah. Like, he he was like, well, I could just not die. I could just... <laughs> I could just not die. <laughs> but, uh, so he didn't really, he like, just went into like hiding, kind of. Like, he's still there. He's still um, walking this earth, but like, just not... If we we don't know about it. It's yeah. kind of like Elvis, like he's like hiding out, and like you might see him peeking around the corner. He's not even hiding. He says, "Whoa, boy! Oh, Nelly!" <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, where are you supposed to be? Like oh, hiding and stuff. Well, he does that because okay, he gets he gets lonely, but then he can erase your memory of that. So like, I don't even know that he. I mean, he. I don't even know that he goes into hiding. He's just like. Yeah, he's he like, just like constantly erases memories because I don't remember ever seeing him. So like he must yeah. have, he must have erased our memory of seeing him. Like no one in the world has reported a sighting of Colonel Sanders other than maybe a few like fruit cases or nut cases in the last like thirty years or whatever since his death. Thirty forty years, I'm estimating. I have no idea. Um, <clears throat> so wait, did you say fruit cases? Nut cases. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> what do you like? What is fruit? <laughs> I don't know. What, do you, what do you call someone who's crazy who is thought yeah, of as yeah, crazy? That's fine. That's- no, that's a good. I just when you said it for a second, I was like, oh. <laughs> I don't like know. After you said it, like thirty, like a few seconds later, like it rang in my head. That I was like, what did he just say? Fruit cases. <laughs> so there's a handful of nut cases that say this in Colonel Sanders. I assume. I mean, I'm sure someone in the world has been like, oh, I saw Colonel Sanders mm-hmm. and, like the other day when I was driving. He was just like next to me. There was a guy that was clearly Colonel Sanders. You're like, yeah, yeah you probably <clears> saw <throat> the sign of KFC. They're like, no, idiot. Like he was there. <laughs> he was there. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, actual Colonel Sanders. But other than that, other than these handful of cases, no one has seen him. But he's still just walking around like nonchalantly. So yeah. I assume he can just erase memories. Like he's just constantly erases your memory or, of having seen him. He's probably. Well, I mean, he can obviously, but he's probably also sort of like, um, you know, uh, when Dracula fell in love with one writer, and he was like, mm-hmm. you know, he was like, don't see. Like when she saw him, and he was like, remember in Bram Stoker's Dracula when he was like getting on with that. Like lady, and he was in his werewolf form or something. And she right. came out, and it was one in writer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she came out and saw him. And was like, and he was like, "Don't see me." And then all of a sudden, it was like, so she just didn't see him. Yeah, yeah. So that's so just how he's kind of like that. Yeah, but he still likes to interact with people. So like, I could have just had dinner with Colonel Sanders last night, and then, but because he likes to, you know, he's a yeah. gregarious guy who enjoys like talking. I I would assume that he wasn't like reclusive during his actual lifetime. Like he enjoyed like company and being around people and yeah, talking. He's he just seemed like that kind of yeah. So he would normally like enjoy like interacting with people mm-hmm. on a regular basis. Like he's not just going to be kind of like in the shadows all the time. Right. He's just out there, but then he yeah, he either like just makes it so you can't see him and he's just still kind of like kind of there, like not trying to hide mm-hmm. or he just has a conversation with you. And after he walks away, you forget that the conversation happened. He yeah. can probably do both. I would assume. Yeah. So, and then maybe like in the back of your mind, like I can actually do this right now. You kind of remember seeing him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just kind of like thinking about the last time I saw him and wondering if it was like a real memory or not. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. So I would assume most people listening right now can do that. I mean, I didn't actually realize he was dead until we had this conversation. Oh, so, that's, so. so he kind of, yeah, there you go. That gets us right back to, uh, maybe we were like different timelines. We were like on the, t- and then our timelines just collided to where like, uh, you were in the timeline and we were still alive. Yeah. And I was in the timeline where he died years ago. Oh my gosh. And then we just got to like the, to where the timelines met up. Yeah. So he might be, wait, am I on the timeline now where he's alive? Or are you in the timeline where he's dead? Well, I mean, he's alive in all the timelines. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it could be, like, for all we know, like, we could have been talking to Colonel Sanders before we mm. started this podcast, and he, like, know. maybe gave us a couple of pointers or something. Yeah, like, he's actually could be uh, sitting on your couch around the corner, like, listening oh, to us record, know, and he's, weird. like, doing, popping some, some, uh, Popcorn chicken, and he's just like, you know, and he's like, mm, I do declare those boys have nailed this podcast once again. What if you listen back to this episode and you can hear him like yeah. saying that? Like, yeah. we can't hear him right now, but he could be on, he could be on the recording. Yeah, it's like in the sixth sense when, when, yeah, he went back to that tape and like turned the volume all the way up, and you could hear that person screaming in the background in Spanish, but only it's Carl yeah. Sanders, and he's like, just and you like, can smell, you can smell the chicken <laughs> through the tape. It's kind of creepy, <laughs> that'd be super creepy. <laughs> <laughs> that's how time that's how time travel works though people like uh so any like forget about anything you've ever read or heard about time travel mm-hmm. it's this is the real deal like, yeah this is um so you you it's never gonna happen it happened once with colonel sanders mm-hmm. and then and that's it yeah that's why it's, that's why it never happened again because he made it so that he destroyed the time machine yeah and, and then, like, can, if you're, like, making the documentary of his life and you're, like, Colonel Sanders, why did you make us that, like, why, how, how do you know time travel will never happen again? And he's, like, well, because time travel requires <laughs> determination. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, we never even, like, really discussed how there was, like, zero decision about how he made the time machine. All we know is that it was easier than making the 11 herbs and spices. Yeah. He's, like... What else would it require? Determination? Pretty much just determination. <laughs> he can just time travel. It's, it's, like a, it's like a superpower. Like if he just wills it, he can time yeah. travel. Like he never even lifted a finger to to actually make a physical time machine. Like he didn't do any calculations or anything. He was just like, I really want to be 50 years from now so I can get that chicken recipe. And then he's like, what? Wait, what? It's 50 years. But they had like, but he had like measure when he's like, I really want to be 50 years from now. And then he's like, I will be 50 years from now. <laughs> <laughs> getting more and more determined it's just, it's just like until it just like happened. Super human level of determination. Yeah. Man. That, that's his true superpower. That's a pretty good power. Yeah, that's, man, that's crazy. Like, uh, yeah, that's, that's beyond a lot of Imagine like, grow, you like read about. you know, as he got a little older, you know, and started realizing that he had that power or something. But he's like, you know, he's like, maybe he's like, like I, I got this Arizona tea right here, and he's like, "Oh man, I want that Arizona tea, but I don't feel like getting up and getting it. But I'm gonna get it." And he's like, "I will have the Arizona tea." And he's like, just like sitting there looking at it, and, and all of a sudden it's like in his hand. <laughs> so it's like he's like, "That Arizona tea is all the way over there," but no, it's not. It's in my hand. And he's looking at his hand. He's like, "That Arizona tea is in my hand." <laughs> so wait, so wait, so, <laughs> so he's not. So this is determination, though. This is yeah. This is power this comes from determination. Yeah. He's not he's determined enough to get old. up and go over there and get the tea. Yeah. But he's the but somehow he's, well, he's level, his enough. actual level of determination is beyond that. He wants <laughs> he's, he's he wants the tea so much, but he has but he, no interest in getting up. But, but he's, he he doesn't want the tea so much that he's going to get up and get the tea. Yeah, but he wants the tea so much that it just comes to him. <laughs> it doesn't even come to him; it just is. It just isn't in his hand because he, he just because he wanted it to be in hand. Yeah. his hand so much. He basically, that's his thing. but he, he didn't want it to be in his hand enough to get. <laughs> to get I mean, it. he could have gotten up. But it's just like he, he he can basically alter reality with his right. But with with his determination, <laughs> but we already established that he's like not that determined. Like he wouldn't get up and get the tea because <laughs> he didn't. He wasn't determined he to get want, up. He, he was determined that. to have the tea. <laughs> <laughs> if he had been determined to get up, he would have got up. <laughs> so it's like a, he's determined to. He's determined for a very specific thing to be the case, Sometimes. which is the tea being in his hand. Yeah. He's not determined. He's not at all determined to get up, get the tea. 
Right. And that's the same with like when <laughs> he, he just like, determined to have the tea. When he invented the time machine, it wasn't necessarily that he like just like willed himself. Well, no, he did just will himself the future. But no, like let's say he wanted, he's just like, oh, that time machine. And like he just kept one and like wanted to so much that like he went in the other room and he's like, what that is? <laughs> it was he just willed it into existence. Or could he just, I mean, would it make, would it not make more sense? <laughs> Instead of just. 11 or spices it is. I was going to say for him to put the time to get machine together through uh-huh. willpower. Yeah. I mean, because like, like willpower is great. I mean, so basically, you know, we're replacing like we're making willpower. Like, so it's like you can just move things with your mind. Yeah, I mean, because there's a way that, that this can be physically possible. Well, I don't know if there's really a way for time travel to be physically possible, but like, say, like assuming, assuming that it is possible to build a time machine, mm-hmm. there's a way for him to build a time machine without having to rely on just magic what we would consider like through with the sheer willpower like mm-hmm. they, that's so strong that it like it makes more sense for, from a real like perspective of physics and reality <laughs> for him to build a time machine yeah even if he's like just a chicken guy who doesn't know a single thing about time travel or or physics or anything it still makes more sense for him to build a time machine than it does for him to will a time machine into existence through sheer willpower <laughs> so couldn't he just have been so determined to build a time machine that he figured it out like that he looked at books about like physics and about math and all that and then built the time machine no yeah, i mean that's possible <laughs> so <laughs> well, i guess it's like you neither here nor there because we don't know how he actually did it or like so, you know, because he didn't really well. Because <laughs> like I'm trying to not to not draw too much of a barrier between this conversation and actual reality. Because like we've established, like there is a real Colonel Sanders out there. So like we're not. This isn't all pure fiction, folks. Like this is like we're talking about like what the real world is. Yeah. So I don't know where <laughs> I don't know where I was going. <laughs> Other than to tell people that Colonel that Colonel Sanders. Time traveling and being here now with infinite chicken and infinite power is the real world. I think I guess that was my point. So, so like I think these are some of my favorite conversations where it's like it's not an argument at all, and yeah. we're not really either of us debating one side. It's like we're having a debate about like I don't know. There's the we're not actually debating, or neither of us are like. But we're trying to, you know, figure this thing out. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it can be figured out. <laughs> I mean, I guess it can. I guess it can. I guess we just did. Yeah. I mean, what else? What else is like? What are the questions? Do you think people would have <laughs> if, they were, <laughs> if they were to listen to this podcast? And we can probably like we can probably sol- resolve those. Yeah. I mean, what would someone might say? <laughs> okay. Um, if Colonel Sanders could invent a time machine, travel to the future to his future self and get the recipe wouldn't it make more sense that he's able to come up with it? I mean because in real in the real real world he did <laughs> yeah. he did invent the recipe it would make, you would think it would make sense but yeah. you know I mean if it made sense to us then we'd be doing stuff like that right true yeah you know he's obviously smarter and more determined than, yeah he's like super determined yeah he's like <laughs> ridiculously determined I think we should do we should do episodes like this mm-hmm. um and then have the conversation and then we should uh, set it up because we have the ability to open up like a phone line or something and set it up and like um, then actually have like Colonel Sanders be here and like, you know, like <laughs> they call and ask him questions. Yeah. <laughs> we could do a follow up while we do that. Yeah. Oh man, we could do a follow up where we just like write down the people that we would most want to talk to and then call them like, you know, obviously, you know, Colonel Sanders would be a good example, but we could do like, like Ronald or the Hamburglar yeah. or um, Mike Tyson. <clears throat> Well, maybe not Mike Tyson. Because <laughs> there is a real Mike Tyson. Because he would really come beat us up. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could find the real Mike Tyson phone number, maybe. Yeah. And be like, what do you think about uh, time? Like, do you think Colonel Sanders traveled through time to get the herbs and spices? Dude, how cool would it be if we did a episode talking about Mike Tyson and it was so whatever, good or bad or whatever, that the actual Mike Tyson came to beat us up? <laughs> like, I would be terrified because he'd probably so kill us. Good. But dude, like, just <laughs> like knowing that, like, never, like, of all the things that have been said about Mike Tyson in the last like forty some years since his career started, like, never once has he just gone to someone's house and beat them up because yeah. of what they said. I'm sure he hears a lot of what's said about him, but somehow this podcast, and it's not even like necessarily like negative. That, it's just that egregious. It's like the the conversation we just had about Colonel Sanders traveling through time is a, is a something along those lines from Mike Tyson. Uh-huh. And he listens to it and he's just like, oh hell no. <laughs> 
So it's not like he's like, okay, well, that's pretty funny and clever. You know what? Good, good on you. Like, kudos. He's just like, man, I'm going to beat those guys up. Yeah. Like, what would you even say? What would we even say about Mike Tyson that would make him want to want to beat us up that bad? Uh, I guess we're going to find out. Yeah. I mean, I could think of some things, but they wouldn't be like they wouldn't be things that would ever come up in the podcast because there's respect there. Yeah. That's you know one, that's one thing that I. I don't know. That's not something I hate about Mike Tyson, but it's something I always, <laughs> I always have to catch. You know, because I enjoy talking about Mike Tyson, and Mike Tyson probably like of actual, uh, you know, people that have followed their careers and life to a degree, like my, you know, all growing up and everything. Like mm -hmm. Mike Tyson's probably, uh, then you know, taking into account the bad things that he did you know, with his legal troubles and everything. But he's probably one of my favorite people, you know, throughout history right. um, of real people that I actually know or know of. You know, right. Um, but the thing that I've never liked about it is it's impossible to talk about Mike Tyson without at some point in time, you're going to say like, Oh yeah. And he'd come in and you're, and you try to recreate and you like do, you start to do his voice, you know, mm -hmm. but there's no, um, because he has such a unique voice, it's almost impossible to do it and not sound like you're making fun of him. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So like, if you're going to, if you're going to do a uh, Mike Tyson and you're talking about Mike Tyson, then the only way you can really do it is to just use your own voice. You're like, yeah, Mike Tyson came in and he's like, man, put that down. And then, you know, just like use your regular <laughs> so, voice. Cause if you tried to recreate his voice, it sounds, in my opinion, it sounds like you're, it sounds offensive, you know? Yeah. It's hard to imitate Mike Tyson without mocking him basically. Yeah. Because he has such a unique and like, if you just heard him on the phone or something, you would not think he's like the, you know, former heavyweight champion of the world, right. badass Mike Tyson. But um, so that's one of the that's one. Anytime we talk about Mike Tyson, I'm always like I, I start to say like, oh yeah, and then Mike Tyson, and then you know, like I feel like oh my gosh, like I catch myself <laughs> sounding like I'm almost making fun of Mike Tyson. Yeah. You know, you would you would think that Colonel Sanders would be like kind of the same way, but because he's almost like a little bit like a caricature, mm -hmm. you know. But um, I don't know. Like it seems like the Colonel Sanders impersonation was pretty spot on. Like I don't think mine is that is that good, but. I th um, I, yeah, I don't think the, the Colonel Sanders is offensive, though. You know, yes. <laughs> and I guess he's not. Well, I was going to say, and I guess he's not alive right now, and he couldn't come in here and punch us if we, mm, if we <laughs> weren't just listening <laughs> to our conversation the last. Yeah, time I'd, I'd, I'd take that back. <laughs> I take it all back, <laughs> please, Colonel. <laughs> yeah, Colonel Sanders, if you're listening right now, like, uh, like nothing but respect. I, I, I do enjoy Kentucky Fried Chicken. Like, it's it's among my. I'm not going to say it's my top favorite chicken. <laughs> It's pretty good. <laughs> I don't it's I decent. wouldn't go as far as say I love it. Yeah. I mean the Popeyes has some good they got yeah, yeah I don't Friggin know. I might Chick-fil-A took the turn a while ago for me. <laughs> as far so as like we're just talking about like B level chicken. <laughs> Like of all the things you got to go make a time machine for, it's like to make a it's like to make a somewhat somewhat good uh recipe of eleven herbs and spices. I guess th this whole episode kind of breaks down when you think about this. Kentucky Fried Chicken is not like all of that great. So yeah, I mean, really, it's pretty good. It's it's yeah, I enjoy it. But <laughs> the end. <laughs> it's nice. To, it was nice talking. Nice talking about. So anyways, I forgot, I forgot that Kentucky Fried Chicken wasn't that great. <laughs> so yeah, power power con. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a good time. <clears throat> I did enjoy Canes. I like the Canes chicken. Yeah, that raisin canes is freaking good. So listen, if you guys are listening to this, if you if there is raisin canes that is local to your area, um, the way I always did it is because if you get the, um, I think it's called the the three finger box or something, then they just have like a box and it's basically you either get uh with a three finger box you get three chicken fingers, uh, fries. They're really good bread and then um, a thing of coleslaw, but we would always go there and like no one ever wanted the coleslaw. So if you tell them, <clears throat> Hey, can I replace the uh, coleslaw either with a uh, extra piece of bread or uh second sauce? Cause there's that sauce is pretty good too. That's the secret. <laughs> I thought it was funny. That, like you cleared your voice. Because, like, you had to tell them, hey, <laughs> you gotta be serious about it. Like <laughs> act like you mean it. <laughs> yeah. put, some, put some bass in your voice. <laughs> exactly. When you ask him for, when you ask him for the sauce exactly. and the bread. Yeah, you can't go up there, oh mamsy pamsy. <laughs> <laughs> Asking for that bread. That's right. You gotta say, I'm a man, damn it. And I want my bread. You gotta demand it. Uh huh. I'd be like, give me that bread. You you gotta reach over the counter. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
Yeah, probably not. No, don't reach over the counter. <laughs> I can't add raisin canes, chicken. <laughs> drink, put the drink, put your mouth right under the drink thing. And <laughs> get a drink. <laughs> That's my recommendation. Yeah, my dad was uh, telling me that he was at um, McDonald's one time and <laughs> some uh, guy who uh, clearly wasn't in there to buy food or whatever. He had like a water bottle mm-hmm. and he said it was like, you know, looked like he'd been drinking it like forever or something. And he said he went up to the sweet tea thing, you know, and just like, boom, popped it on it and just like turned the sweet tea on <laughs> and just like looked at my dad and gave, and he was like, gave him a look like, I dare you to say something. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, this is so gross. <laughs> I couldn't even just held it like an inch away from it. So yeah, that it didn't all, end, like, I don't care that you're stealing you know, tea. Like lips have been on there because there was an empty water yes, bottle, right? That yeah. he clearly consumed the water out of that yeah. had been in there. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. steal tea all day long and take the whole dang thing if you want, but don't freaking put your lip juice all over it. <laughs> <laughs> That's, like way, That's way so worse gross. than just stealing the tea. I mean, he literally could have just like turned the thing on and put his hands under it and then drank the tea out of his hands because that's not, yeah. touch, you're not touching Splash the thing. Splash it on your face and bathe in it. <laughs> it's, like, it's like he's washing his hands in sweet yeah. tea from the soda fountain. <laughs> <laughs> like, he like uses duct tape to duct tape the little lever down to the thing. And he's like, oh, let's <laughs> Brushing his teeth with it. <laughs> And then like all these people go up and try to argue with him and he's like he's I like, thought you were gonna say they all go up and try it. <laughs> Form a line. Oh, like I wanna do this right. Like, oh man. This is gonna be great. <laughs> how much, how much sweet tea Why did I ever think of this? this guy's a genius. <laughs> he must be a millionaire. <laughs> I wanna be like you. <laughs> What? <laughs> it's already he's gone. Standing behind him talking <laughs> while he's <laughs> taking a bath in the sweet tea flow. And you're just like standing behind him like all amazed. You're like, oh, The wow. guy can't tell if he's being sarcastic or yeah. not. The dude's standing behind him. So. Well, cool. That's, um, that's, that's PowerCon. Yeah, oh, guys. Oh. And, well, that's that's part of the PowerCon. Yeah. And, yeah, we like I said, uh, we're going to get the rest of the crew together uh, in the near future. And so shortly after you hear this, uh, keep your ears posted and um, keep an eye out on 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 our sites because the actual PowerCon episode is going to be coming out soon. And there's some really good stuff uh, to talk about in there. Also, uh, check out our Instagrams and What's the other thing other than Instagram? Twitter and Twitter. stuff, because we've got some stuff from PowerCon posted on there. Um, and then, as always, uh, please, for all of our information, where you can find us, where you can follow us individually, or as the uh, Turtle War podcast, uh, go to uh, turtlewars.net. And um, Andy, I had fun. I did, I did too. This is a good one. And remember, so. listening to the Turtle War podcast is half the battle. The rest of your life is the other half. Uh, take it easy. Peace out, people.